stood before creation Eternity in your hand You spoke the earth into motion My soul now to stand
actually speak to you because of your love for us because you sent your son so we will praise you forevermore Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit fill this church fill our homes fill our lives with your presence God you didn't stop at the cross Lord you sent your spirit to empower us the works of service for you, to you, our King. So God, today, empower us, Lord, in this time of hurt, in this time of loneliness, in this time of struggle, God, would we be your church, would we be your hands and your feet to the nations of the world, to those in our community who need you, God. Lord, help us to hold on to your hope. Lord, we Hold on to hope. Lord, we see with eternity in mind. Oh, Jesus, just to stand in your presence today is incredible. We praise you, God. Your love. 
here and now Let your glory fill this house Pour it out Let your love run over Here and now Let your glory fill this house Bye. 
Well, Father, that is our prayer. And uh, we thank you that um, the people of God and the church of God is not the building, it's not the location, it's not the time that we meet, but uh, it's people. And uh, Lord, we thank you that we are the temple of God. And we pray uh, as we gather in, in homes today, as we are on our phones or on our devices, on our computers, uh, Lord, we pray that uh, your presence would be in each and every household. God, I thank you for those who are, who are tuning in, those who will tune in. Uh, God, we thank you for uh, another day as we live through this, this crazy time, a time that probably none of us have seen uh, in our lifetimes. Lord, we thank you that you are not phased, you are not shocked, you are not um, surprised, but Lord, you are completely in control. So we pray, Lord, you would help us. There are so many opportunities for us to, to learn things. There is so much that we can do. There is uh, so much closer that we can be to you. Lord, I, I pray for your blessing upon each and every household. Lord, um, we're, we're thinking of those who have been affected by the virus. We're thinking of those who have already lost loved ones. We're thinking of those who are in hospitals and intensive care units. Lord, we're thinking of the nurses and the doctors and uh, people at high risk. We're thinking of seniors. We're God, so many things that we see on the news and, and so many concerns and so much anxiety uh, fills our hearts. But we pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit that's present in each home, God, you would move by your spirit. You would touch each life and we would continue to reach the one who is far from God. We'd see your kingdom continue to grow, God, even in this time of worldwide crisis that we live through. In the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are afraid that you would take away fear. I pray for those who are worried, Lord, that you would remove worry, that you would fill each person with a fresh sense of the presence of the Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said from their homes, amen and amen. Good morning, everyone. I am just off the camera for one second while I get the announcements going here. Uh, if you'll pardon me for just one sec and uh, want to say good morning to all of you and uh, welcome to, wow, this is the first time we've ever done a service with the worship and everything uh, this way. And uh, this is going to be the, the new normal for who knows how long. Uh, but we thank you so much for tuning in with us uh, today, March the 22nd, 2020, okay? Uh, I want to just give a special thanks and a shout out to Simon and to Gavin. Simon was playing in the background there, and Gavin was doing vocals, and believe it or not, folks, that was pre-recorded. It was finished last night at about 2.30 in the morning. 
Uh, Simon was planning to do this live this morning, and he lost his voice last night. And so we collaborated very, very quickly late in the night and put together this recording using the Internet. And we're, everybody's in their own individual home this morning uh, to try and respect the whole social distancing thing. So thank you so much for tuning in with us. Okay, a few announcements uh, for you. Maybe this is the first time. Uh, that you've ever joined our church uh, in such a fashion. And if that is the case, uh, we certainly welcome you. And uh, maybe you, you want to participate in this. You have some prayer requests. You have some questions. Uh, you can use this feed to reply. I won't be able to get to them right away. I won't be able to get to them right away. Thank you to my technical technical cue helper there. Right. Okay. Uh, I won't be able to get to the answers right away, but please leave them on our feed and I will reply. You can also contact us. Uh, look at the uh, screen and you'll see citypointchurch.ca and our contact information. Um, so we're trying to make this uh, as, as uh, warm an experience as we can for you. Um, something else for you. Back up a little bit. Okay. Thank you very much. Good. I hope I'm looking good to you. Thank you. Uh, something else for you that I will just put on the screen. Uh, right now, media, maybe there are those of you who are not yet on this fantastic resource. So this is a uh, th the biggest online streaming Bible study uh, video content in the world. Uh, you have stuff for kids there. You have stuff for adults, young adults, just about every age group and every kind of need is there. So you will definitely want to get on Right Now Media if you are not already, okay? If you are not, all you need to do is send me your email address and I will send you an invitation by email so that you can get on that tool. I mean, you know, you can put the kids in front of Netflix and in front of Disney Plus or something, but you can also uh, grow their soul. And this is amazing content uh, brought to us by our friends at Church on the Queensway in the city of Toronto. Also, uh, we'll go to the next slide here. Yeah, uh, version. Uh, those of you who do not have a Bible, this is the, uh, the best online uh, uh, Bible that you can get. Uh, all free, so youversion.com, and um, you can download that to whatever device you want, any language. I really like the app because of its video content, and it will actually teach you how uh, uh, to read each book of the Bible, so amazing stuff there. And you're probably wondering, as most of us uh, have asked the question, uh, about your giving as well. Everyone is affected by this crisis worldwide. Uh, there are probably people who are watching right now and you have already lost your jobs. I know of churches that have already laid off multiple staff members uh, because of this crisis. So everyone is feeling the pinch. Uh, and the church is no exception, of course, and we feel it as well. Uh, but there are ongoing things that, that always require a cost, right? Even though we're not meeting at the Cineplex for the time being, all of this online stuff that we're doing, there's about six or seven systems in place. Uh, everything from communication to audio and video and Zoom and all these things that we are doing. Um, 
all of that has a cost to it. I'm particularly burdened for our missionaries, the Charbonneaux, who are in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and Don and Marie-José Mann, who are currently uh, preparing to head back to the continent of Africa. And we continue to support these folks. And uh, so your generosity is always encouraged, of course. You say, how do I do it? There are a number of ways that you can. Uh, on our website, if you s look on the screen at citypointchurch.ca uh, slash give, uh, you can give via PayPal, and that's through your PayPal account or through a uh, credit card, so you don't have to have PayPal to do that. Uh, we can also accept uh, an e-transfer. Um, if you look on our church's website uh, on the COVID-19 updates, you will see we have an email address for an e-transfer from your bank if you're comfortable doing that. Uh, it is e-transfer at citypointchurch.ca. Uh, you can also give me a call. I have a little machine at home that I can punch a credit card number in over the phone. Um, so there's just a number of ways. The easiest, of course, is using our website. A number of people have already started to do that. So we always thank you for your generosity and your support as we navigate through all of this. So stay up to date. Um, uh, through our website, if you look at the COVID-19 update page that we have there, uh, you will see updates almost daily. If you go to the Connect Sermons page, you will see that we have videos of uh, all the messages. I'm doing weekly um, uh, devotionals for Easter, uh, the Easter countdown. Oh, back up a little. Okay, thank you. Sorry for the... Sorry for the confusion. Um, I'm doing the Easter countdown. So uh, every weekday, you're going to uh, see a little video around 7 o'clock. I'll also po post it on our website. And that is in preparation for Easter. I do not believe we're going to be back in the movie theater by Easter Sunday. I think we're going to be doing Easter online. Uh, but that doesn't matter. It won't stop Easter. And uh, I'm going to sweeten the pot for you. Uh, because every weekday, as we go through these Easter devotionals, I'm going to give you clues. And on Easter Sunday, we're going to do a special quiz, the ultimate Easter quiz. And the winner of that quiz is going to have a brand new iPad. I may have to ship it to your house. Uh, we'll see how that works. But the winner is going to get it. And um, so you'll want to tune into those devotions. They're already being posted on Facebook. I will update our website as well. So you don't necessarily have to be a Facebook subscriber to get access to all of this content. Okay, today at 3 p.m., we're going to hold our first Zoom meeting. Zoom is uh, uh, teleconferencing. Uh, originally meant for businesses and so on, and now everybody's using it like crazy, and we'll all be able to connect with one another and see one another on our screens of our devices. It'll be a lot of fun and a great time of just having some community. I miss you all so much. I'm sure that you miss uh, one another as well, so you'll want to join into that meeting today at 3 p.m. Uh, you should have received a link already. If you have not, again, go on our website to the COVID-19 updates and you will see the link to get on Zoom. If you don't have the app, you can download the app uh, automatically. It's fairly easy uh, to run, okay? Um, that's all for the announcements today, and uh, we're going to get going in the message. We have started uh, a series called Jesus Said What? Jesus Said What? And uh, the idea of this is that when we have a Jesus who is not really the Jesus of the Gospels, 
then we have a Christianity that really isn't the Christianity of the Gospels either. And so we started by looking at, uh, well, can we even trust the Gospels anyway? Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John in the Bible's New Testament. You know, there's a lot of questions about whether we're actually reading the actual words of Jesus, and are those the things that Jesus really did? And those are really valid questions. And so we started with that. Um, and then we, we uh, continued by looking at the first recorded words of Jesus, and that was when he was a 12-year-old boy uh, left behind in the temple courts uh, and questioning uh, the teachers of the law and so on. So you'll find that content on our website and on our Facebook page as well. And last week we did a special, a special message, of course, on COVID-19. And today we're going to talk about one of the most difficult um, and outrageous things that Jesus said uh, about forgiveness. So uh, we'll call it, If You Forgive, If You Do Not Forgive. And this is out of Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 15. If you are familiar with that uh, passage of Scripture, that's the Lord's Prayer. And that's a prayer that I'm sure everybody is quoting today and everybody is getting a little more familiar in people's minds as people are wondering what is going on, how, when is this going to end, how many people are going to lose their lives. Like this is um, something that we have not seen in our lifetime. Uh, it's been a hundred years since there was a worldwide uh, influenza um, way back at the time of the First World War, much more devastating than what we're experiencing today. Uh, but this is the Lord's Prayer, and I'm sure that uh, many of you know it, but I want to teach it to you and teach you a part of it that is often uh, forgotten, okay? And so I'm going to do that by drawing little pictures on your screen. So you can track along and look at your screen, and I'm going to teach this to you in a way that maybe you haven't seen it before, okay? And so they're having a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus is the magnificent Sermon on the Mount, and this is part of it, and this, he turns to prayer. And he says, this is how you should pray. So I want you to picture, uh, you know, God is up at the top of your screen and we are down at the bottom. And uh, so we want to have, you know, the blessing of God and the fellowship with God and the relationship with God and all of those things. And so we start reading the Lord's Prayer and he says, our Father in heaven. And we say, wow, that's amazing. You know, we can actually call on God as our Father, our Father who is in heaven, you know, and it's like a little line is coming down towards us, and God is reaching toward us. We feel really encouraged, and we feel really positive about that, and this is hallowed be your name, or holy is your name, and the idea of the power and the awesomeness and the reverence that we should have for God, and that's, you know, we look at that, and we say, okay, yeah, that's good, that's good, but it doesn't necessarily make us feel all that good when we consider the holiness of God, but at least we've got an arrow coming down, you know, toward us, and then we go to the next, the next part of the prayer, and he says, um, your kingdom come your will be done and we say oh yeah your kingdom come you know god has a kingdom and god has a plan and he's not going to leave the world as as it is and you know this crisis that we're living through worldwide that's not going to be 
forever you know that's going to change and everything's going to change and god has a kingdom that he's bringing and a and a will that he wants to be done and your will be done and we say yeah and that that line toward us kind of moves a little closer you know and it's encouraging and it's it's positive and it's powerful and your kingdom come your will be done and we continue through the prayer and then he says on earth as it is in heaven say yes god we want your will to be done on earth without restriction i mean in heaven there's no restriction to the will of god there's no blockage to the will of god there's no there's no sin that blocks his will and his way and tries to thwart his purposes and his plans you know often it's us who are who is responsible for blocking the will of god but hear this prayer your will be done on earth as your will is is done in heaven i mean your kingdom all these things and it brings that line a little closer that sense of encouragement a little closer as we read through this prayer and then he says something very powerful give us this day our daily bread and wow you talk about a relevant concern you know you've got people running around the stores still uh, uh buying vast amounts of things that they don't really necessarily need at the present moment i mean we still see stories of people fighting for you know toilet paper and meat and hand sanitizer and all this type of stuff and so you know give this give us this day our daily bread i mean people are out of work people are are uh, uh, record numbers of people applying for uh for ei benefits and so on people being laid off of work restaurants are closing all these kinds of things you know give us this day god our daily bread yes and that line gets a little closer and it's more encouraging and then oh he dropped something in forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors or forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us the same idea that we're talking about when someone sins against me i want god to forgive me as i have forgiven people who have sinned against me oh oh so what he's doing is he's introducing kind of those two lines that you see on the screen that go left and right. That's us. That's people. That's the relationships that we have with one another. Could be a, a Christian person or a non-Christian person. He doesn't specify. So he's introducing this whole thing of it's not just your relationship, your personal relationship with God. It's also your relationship with other people and i want the forgiveness of god on a daily basis as i have issued out forgiveness to other people on a daily basis oh and that introduces something that makes us feel perhaps a little bit uncomfortable god does not necessarily separate these things into two little boxes okay here's my relationship with god that's all fine but my relationship with people that's not fine god does not separate them and say well that's okay that you have broken relationships with people that's okay that you don't forgive people it's okay i will still forgive you no jesus is introducing this in a sense of community remember he starts the prayer our father 
community. So the relationships that we have with humanity, not just within the church, those things matter to Jesus. Oh boy. And then he continues and lead us not into temptation. Yeah, we like that. We don't want to be led into temptation. God lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And, you know, and that's powerful again and that line toward us is now complete you know and we feel this sense of of uh this incredible prayer that we can pray and the way that jesus taught this and the way that he introduced it must have blown people away i mean just talking about god as our father was a brand new thing to people remember jesus when he was 12 he called god his own personal father which blew the people away um, but deliver us from evil and uh, in some translations you'll see that uh, for for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen and we typically say the lord's prayer yes we love the lord's prayer you know and we got that arrow coming right down to us and we sort of forget about those two other little arrows that are left and right you see and what jesus does is he plops this in right at the end and this is like the most forgotten part of the lord's prayer for if you forgive men when they sin against you your heavenly father will also forgive you there it is again and he's emphasizing it's like a condition if you issue forgiveness to others your father will also forgive you so those lines that go out left and right are even longer now so this is the picture that Jesus wants in our lives. This is what he wants us to practice, this idea of your relationship with the Father and the harmony and the unity and the communion that you have with the Father has a direct, direct relationship with the relationships that you have with other people. Oh, no. And then he goes even further and he, he draws this picture. If you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. See those broken lines on the screen there? So if our relationships are broken with people represented by those broken lines, guess what happens? Our relationship with God becomes broken. Uh, uh, broken in jeopardy and i know what some of you are thinking you're saying well does this mean a person can sort of lose their christianity or lose their salvation is that what jesus is teaching i don't know that we can push it that far but i think for sure we can say we are causing uh disharmony we're causing toxicity in our relationship with god himself when we have these toxic relationships with people and we do not practice the discipline of forgiveness and that's that broken line picture broken relationships with people uh, broken relationship with god and you're all over the place um, and that's not the place that you want to be. And so what we try to do is something like this, you know, and we say, OK, we want that solid line between God and us. But we don't want necessarily to have a solid line between us and people. 
And, you know, you don't know what this person did to me over here. And you don't know what this person did to me over there. I cannot forgive those people for what they did to me. But I know that God forgives me for what I did to him. And that's what we sometimes look for. And we're, we're hoping for that solid line. And yet we find that we struggle in our relationship with God. And that is because we're struggling on the human level of, of trying to learn how to forgive people when people sin against us. What Jesus is saying is it's not possible. You can't have it that way. You can't have this solid, harmonious, wonderful relationship with God, your Father. And at the same time, you've got work to do in your relationships with other people. Um, and so we want it that way, but it's not possible. And then maybe we can try this way. And well, this person over here on the one side, I've worked it out with them, but this person over here on the other side, you don't know what that person did to me. You don't know the pain that, that I endured. You don't know the injustice that I suffered. You don't know how nasty and how evil that person was to me. I cannot forgive that person for what they did, and we're searching for that solid relationship with God, and yet we don't sense it, we don't feel it, we don't experience it, and that's because there's unfinished business that must be attended to with that broken relationship with that other person. You say, wow, that is really, really harsh, that is really, really strong, but we, we try to do this, you know, and if it's not the one person, it's the other person. If it's not the one situation, it's the other situation, and that's not possible. This is what Jesus is trying to say. He does not separate your relationship with God with your relationship with people. He's looking at both and he wants health in both. And this is what he's looking for. Same picture. If you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. This is the way of the disciple of Jesus. You say that is so hard. That is so outrageous that it that seems so impossible to do. Well, but this is what he is teaching. And oftentimes the problem is this, uh, that we do not properly understand what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. OK, so you see it on your screen there. Forgiveness is not three different things. Number one, it is not forgetting. OK, if somebody has done something to you, uh, you may never forget it, okay? They say time heals all wounds. That's kind of mythology, okay? Time doesn't necessarily heal all wounds. Time makes scars, uh, but doesn't necessarily heal the wound. Um, it, 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 you'll, you, you won't, you won't necessarily forget it. Sometimes so much time passes that you reach for it in your own mind and you can't, you can't even remember it. You, you don't have the energy to even remember it anymore. But oftentimes that pain is so deep that it drives in through days and months into years into decades. And I have met people who have struggled with, with a, a hurt um, for for decades in their lives and what somebody did to them or what somebody did not do to them that should have been done to them, whatever the case may be. And I've heard so many different stories like that. But forgiveness is not forgetting. That's not what it is. Um, forgiveness is not condoning. To condone means to say that it's okay. And one of the things that I that I teach repeatedly to people, when somebody sins against you and they come to you and they actually say they're sorry, 
you please do not respond with it's okay. Okay, don't do that. Because when you say it's okay, you're telling them it's okay. All right. They, you're, what you're doing is you're giving them permission to do the same thing again because you just told them that it's okay. It's not okay. It's wrong what they did to you. The right response, if somebody actually comes to you and says they're sorry or confesses to you that they did something sinful towards you, you say, I forgive you. Three words. Much harder to say than it's okay, right? But forgiveness, it's not condoning. And forgiveness is not ignoring. Well, it didn't really bother me. Oh, well, it just brushed it off. And uh, it's no big deal. Oh, well, in one ear, out the other. Oh, well, you know, that's just, no, not necessarily. If if the, if there's a sin and the person uh, hurt you and you need to forgive that person, don't ignore that and say, well, you know, the blah, blah, and just sort of fluff it off. That's that broken line, right? Uh, so it's not forgetting. It's not condoning. It's not ignoring. The best definition that I can come up with and that I've ever read in multiple places on forgiveness is this, releasing your right to avenge. So you have a right because of what that person did to you. Uh, you have a right. Uh, that person abused you. That person stole from you. That person lied to you. That person deceived you. That person maligned your character. That person gossiped about you. That person uh, uh, was unfaithful to you. That person stabbed you in the back. You have a right to get even. In, and in your own heart, the first instinct that you have is to get even with that person. And you have a right to do that. I mean, you, you know, you could, you could do the whole thing of what they did to me. I'm going to do right back to them. I'm going to challenge them right back. Okay, we're back live. I think we just lost the feed temporarily. We're having all kinds of glitches today uh, with the Internet. But uh, I think I know where we are. Uh, so again, forgiveness is not forgetting, it's not condoning, it's not ignoring, it is releasing your right to avenge, to get even, to seek vengeance, personal vengeance against that person. And when you forgive, you are releasing that right. And what you're doing is you're trusting God to deal with that person and to issue out justice God's way. So this is what God says in the Old Testament and quoted by Paul in the New Testament. It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And uh, Paul in Romans, he, he quotes again from the Old Testament and he says from the Proverbs, is your enemy hungry? Feed him. Is your enemy thirsty? Give him something to drink. Jesus taught, you turn the other cheek, you pray for your enemies. Wow, that is outrageous. But that is exactly what Jesus did, even, even the Easter story, while they're driving the nails into his body. He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. So forgiveness, you're releasing your right to get even, and you are trusting God to do that. 
You're not going to take personal vengeance against that person. You're not going to hold that person hostage in your own heart and develop a hardened and a burdened, uh, a hardened and a bitter heart uh, toward that person. You're going to release that person from your clutches of anger and you're going to hand that person over to the Lord himself to deal with. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, uh, take the person out uh, for coffee and be their best buddy. It doesn't mean that. It means you're treating that person the same way that you would treat anybody else. You're not holding a personal vendetta against that person because you're trusting God to deal with that individual. And that sets free uh, uh, yourself. You're the person who is set free when you understand forgiveness that way. It doesn't mean that that God is going to not do his job, right? You're trusting that God will do what only God can do and what God in his moral and his ethical uh, grandeur can do. We don't have the ability to mete out personal justice and personal vengeance against people. We're not going to do it the way that God will do it. We have to trust him to do it the way that only he can. And when you do that and when you practice that discipline of forgiving people, you will find your walk with God your fellowship with God, your communion with God, your relationship with God, your prayer life, your sense, your personal sense of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, all of those things are going to be much, much more easy. And uh, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You're going to find this kind of smoothness in your walk with God because you have taken care of your walk with men, with people. It's a very, very hard saying, a very outrageous saying, especially in our time. Uh, you see so much vengeance going around, and you can even see it in the grocery stores with people fighting over toilet paper, you know, pushing someone out of the way to get in line first. Uh, this is not the way of the disciple. The way of the disciple is to forgive. And so I... I I hope that that's a way of learning it uh, that's a little bit different, the Lord's Prayer, than maybe uh, you're accustomed to. I'm, I'm going to just take a moment to pray with you before we close here. Father, we thank you today uh, that truly we can call on you as our Father. And Lord, we understand the emphasis that Jesus places on this thing of forgiveness. So Lord, I ask uh, that you would forgive me for my sin as I forgive those who have sinned against me. Lord, uh, I forgive such, such and such a person. Just name that person in your own heart, in your own soul, uh, if you need to. I forgive such and such a person for what they, ha they have done to me, what they did to me, what they may even be doing to me right now. Lord, I let them go, and I release them from my personal judgment, and I place them in the, in the hands of the great judge, God Almighty. So help me, Lord. I want to walk free uh, in you. I want to walk in liberty in you and have that sense that you are with me at all times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, if you prayed that prayer and uh, you want to reach out to us, again, you can go to um, our 
our website. Uh, you'll probably you can we can put the slide back up there with our contact information, and uh, reach out to me. You can contact me by phone, the old-fashioned way. You can contact me by text. You can contact me by email, uh, whatever. I hope that many of you will join us for our first ever Zoom call at 3 p.m. this afternoon, assuming the internet is working well on my end, okay? Thank you so much for your patience with everything, everyone, and uh, we'll join you at 3 o'clock. Track with us uh, during the week for those devotionals as well, and keep let's keep staying in touch and keep praying for one another. God bless you, everyone.